Thank you, Sharon. Everyone hear me? Okay. Say yes. We've just had divide the readings. Um, we had a short reading from Ephesians and the passage um, about the disciples being called. I'm going to focus today on the passage in Ephesians. So, as a church, we are looking at the book of Ephesians at the moment, and the book, well, the letter of Ephesians was written by Paul. It was sent to the church in Ephesus. And it was really to help that church to be encouraged. It was to help them to know what it meant to be a church. <coughs> Excuse me. And what we're looking at for this series, this couple of weeks, um, we're thinking about what we can learn from the book of Ephesians as a church. So a couple of weeks ago, um, we looked at how the church is part of the body of Christ. It's one body of Christ many bits working together and we thought about how we all need to play a part and last week uh, we thought about how the church is made up of ordinary people um, well we say we're ordinary people um, but actually we are forgiven because of what Jesus has done so because of that forgiveness we are a special people we are set apart for God and this week um, we're going to look at... So, can we have the first slide? We've got, oh, sorry, one back. There we go, yeah. So, we're looking today at how we are one people. We are citizens of God's kingdom. Now, you might notice on the side here, we have got a whole load of soft toys. Um, I'm going to introduce you to some of these, so... We have a sheep who's kind of looking over this way because he thinks that that's where he wants to sit today. We've got a panda is... Um, actually, I think he's going to hide away. He's a very shy panda. There we go. And we've got frog. He's not very keen on anyone. He's feeling a bit antisocial today. He's going to turn his back to you all. Sorry. And um, the dog. And here we go. Very happy little fellow here, but he's not going to join in either. He's... Um, He's kind of sat on the edge. He doesn't really want to have anything to do with anyone else. You see, the trouble is that none of them agree with each other. The trouble is that they have different opinions about lots of different things. And each of them think, well, I'm not going to hang out with that person over there. I'm not going to hang out with this person over there because that person is from a different country or because that person supports a different football team or a different political party, or they think they have different opinions and they might come from a different background, uh, might speak a different language. So there's all sorts of reasons that this group here don't really want to get on. But we'll see what happens. We'll see if by the end of this talk I might try and persuade them to come back together. So can we have the next slide? Okay, so I just want people to put their hand up if you are from Birmingham. If you, well, if you were born in Birmingham, let's say. Okay, there's not everyone, probably about half of you born in Birmingham. Um, I'm not. I'm from Kent originally. Um, but actually, most of us could say that Birmingham, probably all of us could say that Birmingham is home to us now. 
And the thing is, Birmingham is one of these cities where there's lots of people come and go. Um, it's a big city. It's where lots of people come to work. That's what brought me to Birmingham in the first place. And there's a lot of trade here. And it's right in the middle of the country. So people pass through it on the motorways or on the trains. Um, and we're going to think about Ephesus. So we can have the next slide, please. So Ephesus, in the same sort of way, was a very important city. It was a place with a large population for the time, about 250,000 people, and a very significant city in that area. So it's the capital of that province of Asia, um, what is now modern-day Turkey, or part of Turkey. But it would have been a very important city. And part of the reason for its importance was that it's on a trade route, that it's on the, the sea, on the Mediterranean, but it's also... Um, connected to other parts of the Roman Empire. And so there would have been people from all over the Mediterranean, um, all over the Roman Empire, would have been living in Ephesus, um, people from many different backgrounds. And so it's really quite an important place um, for Paul to be based. Paul spent about two or three years living in Ephesus, and he used that time uh, to talk to the new church, to those Christians who had just started to follow Jesus. And he used that time to really help them to think about how their identity was as, well, as a, a church, as a people of God. It wasn't lots of other things. Um, so, I mean, it could be that identity was found in the colour of somebody's skin. I mean, you know, hopefully no one here is green, but it um, could be that some people find that their identity in their skin colour. Could be, um, yeah, well, let's say this fellow here is from Wales. So it could be that just depends where you're from originally, what language you speak. I mean, I don't think all of these speak the same language. I'm pretty sure I don't understand this one. What's that? Boop, boop. No, I've no idea what you said, but um, yeah, that's great. Okay, so people speak all sorts of different languages in Ephesus. The main language would have been Greek, and Paul would have been speaking in Greek. He would have been writing, certainly, in Greek. Um, but there would have been other languages as well. So lots of different barriers if people chose to let that be a barrier. And there were people from, well, all sorts of different nations around there, from, um, from Judea, um, from Turkey, from Greece, from Rome. We look now, there's so many different um, nationalities represented in Birmingham. This, this city we live in is full of different nationalities. Um, that's just a collection of world flags. But we can think, actually, in this city... There are so many people from different places. And it's easy, if we're not careful, um, to let that be our main identity, um, what part of the world we're from, what culture we claim as our own. And in Ephesus, there was another barrier or another difference between those people who were part of the church from a Jewish background and those people part of the church from a Gentile background. That means they were not from a Jewish background. And in Ephesus, that probably meant that they were from that local area. 
And if you were living in Ephesus at the time, um, often people would worship idols. There was one in particular, Artemis, um, the goddess. There was a very large temple to Artemis. And um, those people that worshipped Artemis, they would have feasts and they would have big social events, big festivals. But the people, once they joined the church, actually had to turn their back on all of those festivals and all those social gatherings, uh, they would have felt quite excluded because they could no longer take part in that. And Paul was very clear that they had to stop, they had to turn back on the, the events connected with this uh, goddess because actually they had to put Jesus first and not Artemis, this idol. And so um, it was quite easy for the Gentiles to feel left out um, you know, some of these, I almost forgot about him down there, but uh, yeah, this one down here is feeling very left out at the moment because actually maybe he couldn't join in with all of the festivals, he couldn't join in with all the meals. I mean, just imagine if we weren't able to celebrate Christmas, um, we would probably feel quite left out, not being able to have that time with friends and family. It's a similar thing for some of the Gentiles in Ephesus. They didn't have that same opportunity uh, to meet with friends and family, except, of course, they were part of a church family. And so Paul is encouraging them um, that they can find a new identity as people of God and to be part of the church. So Paul made it his mission, really, to reach out to all these many nations. He made it his job to reach out to the Gentiles, not so much to the Jews, but to those people who are from a non-Jewish background. And Ephesians 2 verse 14 says that Jesus had made the two groups one and had destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. So the Jews and the Gentiles no longer separated. And Ephesians 2 verse 18 says that through him, through Jesus, both groups, the Jews and the Gentiles, have access to the Father by one spirit. So Paul really wanted to make it clear that even though they had been from different backgrounds and Paul was from a Jewish background, he knew that God was putting it on his heart um, that the church should be joined together, that that was not meant to be a barrier. The, the difference between different people, whether they're Jewish, having Jewish customs or other customs, actually they could now have a fresh start as a church. And then Ephesians 2, verse 19, the one that we, we heard earlier. I think you could just bring up that slide, please. Yep, so it says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, part of God's kingdom, now, just thinking about what citizenship means, so it means being part of a country, and anyone who has gone through um, the process to apply to be a UK citizen um, can tell you it's not easy. Um, I've never had to sit the life in the UK test, but I've been told it's really quite difficult. So you have to know all sorts of things about how the government works and how uh, this country treats people. Um, quite challenging. But if you are a UK citizen, 
it means that then, potentially, if you travel around other parts of the world, um, you have a passport, and that actually gives you rights as a citizen, so that if you're stuck in a different part of the world, um, the UK government will help you out. They'll try to get you back home to the UK. It means you can call this country home. And, of course, yeah, that's the same for other parts of the world. So if, you can, if you're a citizen of a different country, you have certain rights because of that. In Paul's time, being a Roman citizen was really important because it meant that you had particular rights, you wouldn't be locked up without trial. Um, that was a good thing in itself. But Paul here is saying that even better is to be a citizen of God's kingdom. Um, that is the thing that we should be aiming for. We should be trying to achieve um, being part of God's family, being part of that kingdom. And that is saying that actually because we are part of God's kingdom, our identity is found in Jesus Christ. Our identity is as people who put Jesus first. And so anyone who believes and trusts in Jesus can say that I am a citizen of God's kingdom and they are able to have the rights and the, um, all the things that come with that actually to be recognized as God's children, to be recognized as God's people together. We have this slide. So yeah, I've got some passports for these toys here. So hopefully they will now feel a bit more together. So if we bring them together, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pop them up. But here we go. And so each one of them now is part of God's kingdom. And they no longer have to turn their backs to each other. And they no longer have to be fighting with each other or having arguments um, because actually their identity is as God's people. That's how they're found. Could we just have the final slide, please? So that's a question for each one of us to think about. Um, thinking about who are we? And all the things in the background in the red text, actually, they, they're not the things that are important to us, really. Or they shouldn't be what defines us. So we might think, if someone asks what we do, well, often we talk about what work we do or where we're from, or um, maybe you're a football fan, what football team you support, um, or what culture you're from, or all sorts of things. But actually, more important than those, you can say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. That is who I am. That is the important thing that defines me. It's the important thing that defines each one of us. And so it's, yeah, I think it's, it would be good to keep focused on that, that each one of us, we are citizens. If we, um, if we choose to say we are citizens of God's kingdom, that's if we believe and trust in Jesus, um, we can answer if people ask who we are that we are followers of Jesus. And so that is something for us to focus on, and that brings us together, that unites this church, not just this church, but the church anywhere in the world. Um, just amazing that we can walk into a church building or we can meet with a group of believers in any part of the world, and 
if they are followers of Jesus, we are joined together. We are all citizens together of God's kingdom. So Lord, I pray that you would help us to know that identity, to know that we are your children. And Lord, help us to celebrate that. Lord, help us not to be divided, but Lord, instead to find our identity in you. Amen.